Election results for some electorates in Papua New Guinea are starting to trickle in, even as polling is only just getting underway in other electorates in the massive Pacific Island country, with its population of almost 9 million. The very first election result to be confirmed came on Monday amid what has been a chaotic election period so far, with at least two more weeks of polling and counting to come. I spoke with RNZ Pacific's Papua New Guinea correspondent, Scott Wiley. The caretaker prime minister, James Marape, was declared in Taripori electorate. Um, I've just spoken to a few friends who were there during the counting and the declaration. It was relatively quiet. There was a very brief celebration and then uh, he left again uh, for, for Port Mosby. Uh, so it, it, there's, there's not uh, the reports of violence uh, happened in Magarima, which was away from Tari. Uh, and that puts him, uh, I guess, from a standpoint of the formation of government and all that, it puts him, uh, it gives him a head start, sort of, as uh, leader of Pangu. Um, the deputy party leader of Pangu, uh, who is uh, Ginson Saonu, the uh, Morabe governor isn't doing too well on the count in, in the Morabe provincial regional su- uh, seat. Uh, he's trailing far behind. There's, there are uh, at least four other candidates ahead of him. Um, the latest results are yet to come out in the next uh, hour, so I'll, I'll check that as well. Uh, but he's, he's, he's definitely trailing. The deputy prime minister, uh, incumbent deputy prime minister, John Rosso, is uh, first uh, in the Lee district count, then he's, he's doing quite well. Uh, last count was uh, 1,800 ahead of his nearest rival. So uh, that's that's the situation out of Lee on the you know important seats that uh, people are following. The Finchafen seat, uh, Finchafen district uh, began polling today. So they had a few disputes over which role to use, and that's been resolved as of yesterday. And uh, today the polling officials have gone down to the district and have begun. And another electorate that people have been following is the Wabeg Open Seat. And Wabeg Open Seat belongs to uh, Dr. Tom Lino. Um, and Dr. Lino has been uh, very active in connecting you know, roads into rural areas. So they, they couldn't get the ballot papers out earlier because there were threats of violence and uh, along the roads. So they flew in security into uh, one, one elected uh, Maramuni to extract all the ballot, ballot boxes. Uh, no trouble there, just peaceful handover of ballot boxes. Um, so that's uh, the update from yesterday. East Sipic is uh, a few electorates in East Sipic are expected to begin polling tomorrow and the declarations are expected to be announced on Saturday, Sunday. Uh, one electorate is Yanguru Sausia and that's the electorate of uh, Richard Maru who was the uh, former planning minister uh, in the previous government. So he's, it's one electorate that people are also watching to see whether he will retain his seat. So he's the declaration for that seat is expected on the weekend. Thank you, Thomas. And um, a little bit about security. You mentioned a bit there in your roundup of the 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 polling and the counting. Uh, there have been some some skirmishes. So are, are security still tight as we go into this is what the second of three weeks of polling that is expected. Yes, yes. 
it's uh, the the thing that uh, a lot of people outside don't uh, really get is that election violence in Papua New Guinea is not like uh, an organized front. It's uh, usually very tribal or clashes that appear because of disagreements. Um, say, for example, in uh, Laegam, where uh, people tried to hijack the ballot boxes, that was a one-off incident where uh, you, you had two factions clashing uh, over ballot boxes. But it it flares up and then it goes down. There's no, um, you know, organized type of election violence where we're supporting this guy and we, we have to get this party into office and we we organize like that. No, no, it's, it's not like that. Yeah, no, definitely. I get it. <laughs> I think uh, um, Solomon Islands has this a similar problem with trying to prosecute writers when it comes to political. They always try and find leaders, but they're, they're yeah, quite very um, spontaneous and sporadic events. Um, <laughs> uh, the the so just just looking a bit a bit forward now for the next few weeks more more polling in parts and and more counting and results coming is that is that sort of what we're looking at in the next uh, yes. few days? Yes. What, what you will expect, what we will expect over the next few days and few weeks is uh, the, for the ballot papers in ballot boxes in some of the most remote parts of the country uh, be brought into a central location and then uh, the counting to start. Um, It's a very uh, sensitive period uh, and the transportation of ballot papers has always been controversial uh, and it's it's a source of controversy. Sometimes there's like a basis to it. Other times it's just the distrust that uh, triggers complaints. So it's it's uh, the need for transparency. Utmost transparency is crucial when you're dealing with uh, ballot papers in in a, in a country like Papua New Guinea, where you you have to satisfy tribe, clan, and the uh, scrutinies of candidates, um, rival candidates, incumbents. So all of that put together, it's a very potent mix of disagreement and counterattacks and all that.